All right, Knights fans, you're not going to like this. I've got Tulane minus one and a half at home against UCF. Love my Knights, but I can't back them here. Tulane has been a wagon this year, covering eight of their uh, their nine, first nine games on the season and each of their last five games. And it's not like they haven't been playing real competition either. Tulane has played the 15th toughest schedule in the nation thus far. Their quarterback, Michael Pratt, is super efficient. 14 touchdowns, just four interceptions. And one of their strengths is their ability to just consistently move the chains. We've seen the Knights struggle with teams that don't get off the field. I've seen this Knights team struggle with consistency, too. And while these last two games have been great, I wouldn't be surprised if if John Rice Plumlee comes back and wrecks that consistency. Remember, this is a guy that has not been good on the road this season. I think Malzahn probably feels compelled to give him his job back, or maybe they do this do si with both quarterbacks, which could possibly work. I've been calling for it, but more times than not, it causes a disruption, especially if you're going up against a team as good as Tulane. So I think this one just screams Tulane's biggest win in decades. I'll take Tulane minus the points. Lock it up. TCU plus 7.5 at Texas. I cannot figure this one out. I have been raising my eyebrow at this all week long. Usually a sign that you're stepping in it because this is exactly the mistake I made when I took Tennessee, and that was my lone loss last week. But I'll go ahead and take the bait with this one. TCU, fourth-ranked team in the country. Texas come in comes in at 18. That means nothing for betting purposes. But it, it doesn't really make any sense why TCU wouldn't be getting a little bit more respect here in the betting market. I've had a lot of success betting Texas. I was hoping to bet Texas in this spot. I can't do it at 7.5. That's crazy. I've watched this TCU team. They can flat-out score, and Texas has talent, but they are far from perfect. They almost like Kansas State back in a game that they were dominating a week ago, and TCU much better than Kansas State. Make no mistake about it. TCU's defense can't stop anyone, so Texas will put up points, but their offense will keep them in it. Number way too big here. Take TCU plus the points. Lock it up. Those are my only two college picks on the weekend. Let's move to the NFL. Browns plus three and a half at the Miami Dolphins. Going back to the well, betting against my Dolphins for the second week in a row. It worked out for me last week. That's not why I'm doing it here. I don't like doing this, but numbers are numbers. Everyone in the world wants to bet the Dolphins right now, and I love to see that. But what they're missing is the fact that all the Dolphins do is play in close football games. Each of their last four wins have been one-score games. Eventually, that's going to come back to bite them. It'll most likely happen when they face a team that can run the ball really, really well. That's the biggest weakness on their defense. And, oh, in comes a Browns team that does exactly that and probably better than anybody. Nick Chubb walks into Hard Rock Stadium with 100 yards on the ground, and then he'll just add to it from that point. This is a bad spot for the Dolphins returning home after a two-game road trip. I'll take the Brownies, plus three and a half. Lock it up. Steelers plus two and a half at home against the New Orleans Saints. I'm all the way out on the Saints. They burned me on Monday night. Now I get them on a short short week with a, a chance to fade them, and I'll do it. This team is bad, and they're even worse on the road. The Saints are 0-3 against the spread when outside of New Orleans. Now they get Mike Tomlin off a bye as a home dog. Very profitable endeavor. Mike Tomlin is 16-3-3 as a home underdog in his career. Plus, we could be seeing the return of T.J. Watt, which is an obvious game-changer. Acrisure Stadium, as they call it now, is going to be rocking. Give me the Steelers plus two and a half. Lock it up. 
I'm going back to the Bears. Minus two and a half against the Detroit Lions. The Bears at home. Back the Bears last week. Could not have gone better. Justin Fields has turned a major corner here. He is playing with an unreal level of confidence, and I expect that to continue into the weekend as he goes up against the Lions team that ranks 29th defensively in the NFL. Also, fading the Lions when possible, pretty much a good call. Fading them off of a win, an even better call. Jared Goff is 0-2 straight up for the Lions after snatching a victory. I'll take the Bears minus 2.5. Lock it up. Bet of the week right here. I have had this one circled since before they finished playing the Cardinals last week. Seahawks plus two and a half against the Bucks, moving all of my chips into the middle of the table for this one. This is my biggest personal bet of the year on the Seattle Seahawks. I guess the market hasn't caught up to the fact that the Seahawks are a really, really good team. You got to answer me this. Where do the Bucks have an advantage in this game? Home field? Nope. They're in Germany. And to make matters even worse for Tampa Bay, Seattle has an oddly large amount of German fans. I know. Weird facts, but it's true. Uh, are they a better passing team? Nope. Seattle ranks eight spots higher in terms of passing. Rushing? Nope. The Bucks are dead last in the NFL, and the Seahawks have Kenneth Walker. Turnover differential, that goes the way of the Seattle Seahawks. Coaching, I'll take Pete Carroll over Todd Bowles every single day of the week. Explosive play rate, Seattle. And by the way, the Seahawks have a top 10 defense over the last four weeks, too. This line reeks of Tom Brady love, and I'm just happy to cash in because of it. Seattle plus two and a half, my final bet of the week. Lock it up. My stone cold locks of the week right there. Wow. Love them. Love, love, love them. Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks, you got to ride the train. They keep under being undervalued. They're 6-3. and three. I think Vegas doesn't believe in Geno Smith. I guess. Reason. I don't understand this. They should be favored in this game. The proof is in the pudding with the Seahawks. I've seen it firsthand when my Giants took a tough L over there in Seattle. I mean, when you're taking them away from the 12s and, you know, they're on the road, not as easy spot to, to take the Seahawks, but... They've won. They just won on the road in Arizona, and I was a little spooked out by that line, even though I don't believe in the Cardinals. Uh, if you're an NFL team that isn't perfected, I don't. I'll take the Seahawks over you. And the Bucks are still kind of learning to get out of their own way, so they have too much to overcome to beat a team like the Seahawks. I think, but yeah. maybe they can rally around a win like they got against the defending champs last week, even though it was ugly. What do you think that line is? Like, why do you think the Bucks are favored? They've been awful it's you Tom it's, Brady do you think it's just Brady or is it the fact that they beat the Rams last week it or, could be that. And or the, I think travel could have something to do with it because Seattle has to go across the country right. and then to Germany where the Bucks just have to go from Florida to Germany could be part of I, it I just can't put I don't know how to put weight into that and their division is still in play so you'll be getting a hundred percent committed Bucks team they won't be checked out at all like the division's still right there in front of them yeah especially after Carolina goes ahead and beats Atlanta the Saints lose earlier in the week it, it at the end of the day I feel like the Bucks are gonna find a way to win that division as gross as it sounds and looks but uh yeah you're you're giving me points with the Seahawks it's crazy. Yeah, I'll go I, with that. I just, I'm going to take all the Seahawks money <laughs> I've already won this year, and just I might just give it right back. We'll see how it goes. Ooh. I mean, I, it is I, still I Tom. like him. It is still Tom, and it's like... Is it? But it that's why I keep asking myself, is it? Partially. It, it's still him in human form on the field. They still haven't still. learned how to run, though. That was very deep.
Tom is still a human. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. What else do I like over here? I mean, Tulane over UCF, that's obviously a hot-button pick, a little bit of a controversial pick. The the green wave, right? That's yeah. It's a it's a pretty cool name, and I was a big fan way back in the day in the Sean King days. I think this is the first time they've been ranked as a football team since those Sean King days, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So they're kind of a vibe. Uh, he, there's there's some things going against UCF, and plus there's this little quarterback contra- controversy yeah. that could get in the way a little bit on the road, tough spot. But if UCF can get this one, then they're sitting pretty. Uh, but your pick, Tulane. Um, yeah, that's probably the safe move. Tulane's had one slip-up this year. I can't really explain what happened. It was against Southern Miss. It was back in September. It was just one of those games that we don't give a lot of teams in college football the grace of just having a bad day. That was clearly a bad day for Tulane, and that's the only bad day they've had. And they've beat some really good teams this year. I've just seen this UCF team be up and down, yeah. and, I, and I think that... You know, while they have been overlooked over the years, I don't think they're overlooked anymore. I think in some ways UCF has become, to the betting market, a little overhyped. Yeah. Because everybody that has sort of, like, dove into the G5 world has attached themselves to UCF for the last couple of years, and UCF has been largely profitable. But UCF is at their best when they're at home. The bounce house does great for them, not for whatever reason, not traveling. But going into Tulane, I feel like it's a weird place to play. All those, I don't know. I don't know how live it's going to be. It might even hurt them if it's not. You know, where like there's no life to it. Crappy place. I have no idea. But Tulane's just. uh, I think they're going to struggle against a team that knows exactly what they are and that's super. They're super consistent. I can't say I have a good take in TCU over Texas, but I know TCU's been putting up a ton of points. You've been pretty locked in on both teams all year, so I'll take your word for that pick. I always have, seems like every week, I have a Big 12 game inside of my locks. Yeah, you do. They, they've been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, you're locked I, in on I that. just can't really figure out that line. I, 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 think I, I think I might be walking in it again. But Texas is getting SEC treatment. That's the way I see this spread. They're getting treated like it doesn't matter what their record is. They just have more talent than their opposition. I don't think that's the case here. The one thing that here's one thing that worries me though: Gary Patterson, the former TCU coach, is the DC over at Texas, Ah. and so this is a the low key revenge spot for him going up against TCU. Hmm. So moved off of him. Yeah, but they've been pretty darn good since they moved off of GP. Ah, yeah, Sonny, Sonny Dykes has Good done a great job. So I just think this game is too big to have a number like that. If I would take the plus seven and a half in either direction, I just think it's going to be a close game. And then you've been pretty uh, uh, honest with the Finns. No homer treatment. Uh, Browns getting three. This is in Miami, though. It's in Miami. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, the Finns vibes are riding pretty high. I feel like the Browns haven't been very uh, inspiring as of late, but you I know, think you... they might be phony vibes. Though that's my only concern. They're, they 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 the their last three wins have come against the Steelers, the Lions, and the Bears. This is true, and they've all been games that have come down to a final possession. Hmm. This and is true, and they can't stop the run. And the Browns—that's the one thing they do well. They run the football. I think they can ground control this game. Uh, this game should probably be more like a pick'em, but then you know they would get they would get crushed at the books if they if they did that because everybody would take the Dolphins. This yeah. game did open at four and a half. I wish I had it there, but it's under three and a half. Like I feel like if the Finns go up two scores early, I dare the Browns to come back from that. And that, that's true. Those are tough teams to back in my eyes, but 
They did play a high-scoring game against the Chargers, which I don't know whether to believe in them or not a few weeks back. The, the Browns, Browns. Yeah, the Browns are here to play close games, too. Yeah. If you look up and down their schedule, they're in every game. They're one of those teams that loses all of those games, and the Dolphins are the ones that win them. So this game feels like it's a field goal game. Take the team that gets the points. If it was three and a half, I feel like you could try a, a little crazy middle there with the last-second field goal. But I, I know. Yeah. I, I took the, I t- we weren't on the air to do our uh, our pick'em segment where we picked right. straight up. We listened, We missed a lot of time over the last Dang, couple of days. We, really did. we missed our Florida bet segment. Mm. Missed a lot of stuff that helps me get my mind right. I took the Browns in the pick em too, because I think playing the middle again, like that's probably not going to work out for me. I had the Dolphins to win and the Bears to cover last week. That's getting cute if I do that two weeks in a row. It's properly done, but yeah, two weeks in a row, you're going to get your hand caught in the cookie jar. Sure. And then real quick, Steelers over Saints. Uh, yeah, Saints, I have no idea how to peg week to week. I did have the Ravens, for what it's worth, against the uh, Saints on Monday night. Steelers are hard to trust, though, um, so I don't even really have a take on that. But then the Bears over Lions... Uh, Justin Fields season. I mean, oh he's like God, he's the man. elevated himself into a top five fantasy quarterback suddenly, and he was like on the everybody's waiver wire not too long ago. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I, I still feel weird about taking the Bears to win a game, but I do feel like they know their identity now, which helps. Yeah, and the uh, Lions have tough time winning games. Yes, they do. They have tough time winning back to back games. They beat the Packers last week. Right. Real quick, the picks I like this week. This is the likes list that I've been throwing up on the blog post. You can find all of these picks. At 969thegame.com in the in the zone section. Vikings plus three and a half. I still like them against the Bills, but don't love it as much because the number was a lot bigger a few days ago. The Josh Allen injury being the reason why. The Cardinals plus one and a half. I think they beat the Rams on the road. The Broncos plus three. At some point, the bottom will fall out on the Titans. I just keep fading them and I keep losing money. It does sound like Tannehill's coming back this week. Yeah. For what it's worth. I barely like it. I should probably just delete it. <laughs> Packers, don't play that game. Packers <laughs> plus five. I'll just brag about it if I win. Uh, Packers plus five. I like the Chargers plus seven on Sunday night football. I really like the Jags plus nine and a half. That was, of all these games that I'm mentioning now, that was the closest one to ending up on the locks list. Mm. I just have a hard time. The Jags won last week, and Patrick Mahomes just makes me so nervous when I bet against him. It does feel like a weird spot. It is. They don't. He he has not performed well historically as a big favorite. He's like forty percent against the spread when he's favored by more than three points. And uh, and the, the I think the Jags get up for a game like this. Yeah, the Chiefs. Not that they're bad on the road, but you feel so much more comfortable taking them at Arrowhead, where it's just real comfortable. I mean, I kind of viewed this as a game where they'll just try and experiment to get Katarius Tony involved, yeah, being maybe. that it's the Jags, but I could be way off. I keep thinking Tony's going to break out with the Giants or the Chiefs, and, you know, I mean, he's one game in with the Chiefs. He got two targets or two catches. Yeah. So. My my play for the Jags-Chiefs is just a little sprinkle on the Jags money line. All right. Just because there's always that game where we, we leave and go, what the hell just happened? I that one screams that game to me. It was the Jets against the Bills last week. Yeah, exactly. So just go ahead. You want to get in on that? Just a little sprinkle. That's all. Just a little. We zone out next.